So we have the pleasure of speaking with Second Lieutenant Bethany Daniels. Tell me about your commissioner ceremony. Oh man, my commissioner ceremony it was um it was a pretty decent day um overall. Um, I was a little I was a little nervous because you know four years later and up to that point. So I was like full of joy, but at the same time a little nervous, but I was very excited for that day. Um um witnessing like that moment with my friends and family, it, it meant the most to me because I've been through some things in those four years and I'm glad it all came to that very moment where I raised my right hand and took the oath of office. Well congratulations to you. Does this mean you get to boss people around? No, not at all. Um my like what I was told um as a cadet when I was at Virginia State is that being a leader is not about bossing people around. It's just delegating what needs to be done to accomplish whatever assignment or task that's given on that day. Okay, that's good. We'll remember that. That's some good advice. Um, some people think that, what's your, how do we refer you as second lieutenant? Yes, or LT, where I'm most likely they will be calling me once I get to my first duty station. LT. Well, congratulations to you. Tell me about your experience as an RPS student, and I guess you were ROTC while mm -hmm. you were RPS student? Yes, so you want me to explain your ROTC route, or? Just some of your experience, what you remember most, or how it was. So, um, I was born and raised right in South Richmond, so of course I was a product of RPS. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, I took, I made the most of what I was given, um, educational-wise, but when I got to high school, I think that would lay the foundation for me, like, as being a leader. So um, going through um, JROTC at Franklin Military Academy, it was like, it was an eye-opening experience because I never, I wouldn't say I had a solid background on what's, or how it is to be a leader, but it instilled that in me. It, like, kind of showed me how to be a productive citizen. Of course, like I said, being a leader, I will keep emphasizing that because that was, like, the, the um, I guess the overall objective and goal was to be a good person overall. And doing that, um, I would say it really shaped me into the person I am today. Like, you know, I, I mean. I see you smiling. You see it very. Is, it's like, because it's like, I can't believe I made it. Like, I I mean, I didn't really, like, how I put it. <laughs> it's like, at that age, at that point in my life, it's like, I wanted to know what the next five, 10 years were going to look like for me. But only thing I had control over was the present moment. So I took it day by day, like learning from my mistakes, learning from my experiences, being a, being a JROTC cadet. And so with that being said, it like it basically molded me into who I am today as a second lieutenant in the United States Army. Wow. That sounds good saying that title. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. So how was it for you transitioning to Virginia State? Um, it was a little I wouldn't say it was difficult, but I was nervous because I was the only person from my class to go to Virginia State University. So I kind of was on my own, no friends, nothing. Just me, myself and I. But thankfully as soon as I walked into my dorm I met my roommate and um, other people that was in the room with her, and they all became, we all became friends mm -hmm. that day. And so I kind of got acclimated to the environment. But like I say, it always, it's, it's just about the journey, the experience that you go through while you're in college that makes the, that makes the, um, the college life worthwhile. So, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad transition, but 
it definitely was an interesting one. <laughs> so would you say that you had your mind set on a military career at that time or you were kind of still feeling it out? Um, to be honest with you, when I was a child, I'll never forget, like, um, on, like, some of our spring breaks growing up, me and my dad would take me and my brothers up to Washington, D.C. Of course, you know, we go see the monuments, the museums. And i never forget, um, I forgot which year it was, but when I came, when we came back from D.C. one night, and I was like, I'm going to be in the military. Wow. How old were you? I was, I was in, like, my early teens at that Okay. Time. Um, didn't know what branch at the time. Um, I was just like, I'm gonna be in the military. That's all I said. Was, I'm gonna be in the military, and I and I stuck with it surprisingly. But you know, once I got in high school, that's when I decided, okay, I'm gonna go the army route. I, at that point, I was still kind of like I said, contemplating which branch I want to go to. But ultimately, I chose the army. So you were pretty young when you decided on a military career, mm-hmm. and your dad fostered that by taking you on those trips yes. and exposing <laughs> you to those things. That's nice. Um, it, it makes you see it's the little things that you get exposed to that can help make mold and shape you exactly. into what you want to become. What would you tell your ninth grade self? Or maybe another ninth grader? Oh, man. I would say that, and this is, I mean, it took life itself to teach me this, is that success is not a destination. It's a journey. So whatever come your way, you know, you just got to be persistent, um, looking for, just like steadfast, like just keep your eyes on the prize the whole way there. Like life isn't always going to go your way. Um, you're not always going to have what you want, but at the end of the day, it's all like everything that happens to you happens for a reason and it's going to make you a better person. So, so you sound like you had some stumbling box. I did, you know, with, as, as a ninth grader, you know, dealing with teachers, how the way they teach. <laughs> I was like, this, I'm not, I wasn't really used to it, Mm -hmm. but like I said, as time went on, I got acclimated to it. So, but you know. So what did you have, how was the teaching in high school different from middle school? Oh, um, I mean, this is not putting RPS down, but when I was in middle school, I didn't really get that much homework. But when I got in high school, it was like, they like cracked down on us, especially going to a military school. They expected a lot more from us. And so it just required me to have like, kind of balance my personal life and like school life all in one. So do you value those experiences looking oh, back on it? Most definitely. It's like, I mean, at that age, you just like, you know, I can't wait to turn 18. I can't wait to get out of here. But <laughs> you get older, you're just like, man, life was a lot more simpler back then. And, you know, you like, you don't really cherish those moments until you move on from them. But um so you valued homework. Nobody likes homework, but you learn to I did, appreciate homework. It did because um I will go I can only speak for Franklin Military Academy, but they actually helped us like main like, you know, time management because that definitely helped me when I transitioned into college. Like I maintained like a forefront of my freshman year of college. Awesome. So I I give nothing but Franklin Military Academy credit for that. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, where do you see yourself now that you are second lieutenant? Where do you see yourself in the near future? Um, I'm going to give you the honest answer, and I give this answer to anybody that asks me that question. Um, I don't know what it looks like, but, you know, I will just see how these first four years go for me because I am transitioning to a new career, and I'm going to be leaving home um, come next year. So we'll just see what the um, these next four years bring to me, but I know that what I've been through and, you know, what I'm currently going through is all going to be for the better of 
So yeah. you said you're leaving home next year? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know where you're going? Fort Polk, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> what is there? Fort Polk. So I will be attached to the 10th Mountain Division down there in Fort Polk. Uh, so as an ordinance officer, so I'm going to be, so I'm a 91 Alpha currently, but I'm just me. Um, they didn't tell me, they didn't specifically give me like all the details of my job, but that's where I'm going to be stationed at for I probably like from May of 2023 to probably to May of 2024. Okay. Now you mentioned October the 16th. What happens then? So I'll be going to Fort Knox, Kentucky for in process. And then okay. once I come back on the 21st, then the following week, I'll be a gold, a gold bar recruiter at Virginia State University. Oh, so you're going to return to your alma mater yes. and start some recruiting. Mm -hmm. And then you'll, sounds like you have a bit of traveling ahead of you. I do. The, I'm going to be doing that until January 29th. And on that day, I'll be attending Bowick at Fort Lee, Virginia for Ordinance Corps. Okay. Well, that sounds exciting to travel. Most people, when we were, when I was your age, they said, I'm going to the military so I can travel. <laughs> and I probably would never have gone to Kentucky mm -hmm. or Louisiana um, if, if I was not in the military, but I mm -hmm. do frequent Louisiana a lot. Um, what would you like for today's high school students to know about career and class choices and just goal setting, period? I would say, as far as career choice, make sure it's aligned in what you want to do in life, because you will have people or things that kind of will take you off track of that. But at the end of the day, when you know, like in yourself, like you know, you set in your mind and your heart, so whatever, that this is what you want to do, then pursue it by all means. Like you don't have to go to college route like I did. You go the technical route, like you know. But as long as that. It's going to, it's like, how I put this, basically, you're going to be kind of, let's see, because I've been, it's, I, I struggle with this a lot, um, but that you're going to be right within yourself about it. And so, like, at the end of the day, nobody can tell you what, like, how this X, Y, and Z is going to go for you. Now, you're going to know within yourself that this is what you want to do. As far as class choices, like, on the college side of it. Lord, listen to your advisors. That's all I can say. <laughs> listen to your advisors. At the end of the day, they do know what they're talking about. Even though you don't want to take a certain class because you feel like it has nothing to do with your major, at the end of the day, it's a requirement. Just get it done. Because after class is over, you ain't got to look back on it. You ain't got to refer to it no more. I promise you. I promise you. So you think that was a life lesson? Yes. Because we do get students that say, I don't need that class. Oh, why am I taking it? So I'm glad to hear you say that. I was like, because I was when I was in college, I was like, why am I taking psychology? And I'm a mass communications major. Like, that's has, that has nothing to do with my field. But, you know, I took it. And I actually did learn something from it. So, you know, I appreciate it. But, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you ain't got to look back on it no more. And as far as goal setting, I would say start now at an early age. Because I know when I was in high school, they taught us about goal setting. But, you know... 16, 17 year old best, and I was like, I don't need no goal set. I keep it all in my mind. Like, you know, I just go, I just go with the flow with it. But, you know, I kind of understand the importance of goal setting as I got older, especially when I got in college. And now being an Army officer, that's going to be the biggest important thing a part of my career is goal setting because at the end of the day, you have to have something, you have, you have to have something to accomplish in life, and you got to have goals to, in order to get there. So, by all means, take advantage of everything. <laughs> that sounds like good advice. So you're about to embark on a recruiting mm -hmm. journey. What would you 
be highlighting or or speaking to potential uh, cadets, mm-hmm. what would you think that you would need to tell them? I would just say make the most of your experience. Like don't don't allow like you know this is a commit like this is a, a long term commitment for you. But at the end of the day, still like you can't enjoy your time in college. Like you know don't allow the pressure of ROTC or the core cadets, whatever they decide to choose to take over their, you know, their personal life. Like you got to have a balance, all about balance. But um, I would say that the end goal of it all is very, it's rewarding at the end. Like it can't get no better than that. It really can't. So, you know, I was just, Tell them, like, you know, I'll be completely honest with them, like, because I'm the type of person, I don't like to hold nothing back. I don't like to chip right. code because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they want to know, you know, what's all going to be instead of, like, don't sell me a dream when this is going to be the reality of it. So, um, but I would say that it is worthwhile. It's something I want to do. And hopefully, if this something, because a lot of cadets, um, when I was in ROPC, they, they didn't see themselves doing it. But once they got, when they got, when they got to experience it for themselves, it was like, okay, I can, I can do this. So, it's all about, you know, you experience it for yourself because I could tell you the whole story about my time. But at the end of the day, it's all what you make it out to be. So, you know, I would just I would just encourage them that way if they want to join ROTC. Is anyone throughout your journey um, that you can remember from high school or whatever that left an impression on you? Like faculty-wise, student-wise? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Probably both. Oh, a lot of them. Colonel Day, Sergeant Thornton, Sergeant McCray. Um, some of my uh, teachers, uh, what was it? Because um, at Franklin, we give them ranks. So you had Cap, uh, Major Pascal, Major Webster, Major uh, Major Walker, Major Smith. I mean, the list goes on. So they were instrumental in developing and molding and shaping they you. They were, even though, I, you know, you're not going to always like the advice that people give you. But at the end of the day, they're actually looking out for you. But in that moment, you just, you know, think that way. It's like, you know, if it ain't my way, then there's no way. But you know, like I said, as time, it all it literally like you don't appreciate like for me, I thought I would say for me, but you don't really start appreciating things until later in life. And when you look back on it, you just like So you may be like them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you may find yourself emulating them. I do. I was like, you I was like, man, I remember when this teacher told me that. Like, I remember they said this. It's like, man, like it because it like I never forget, I mean, this is probably off top. I never forget my, my senior year of high school, I was in my English class and we was doing a writing side. And at the time I didn't really enjoy writing. <laughs> but um my my teacher told me, um, she said, she said, when you she said, um, you're not gonna get this luxury when you uh get in college because you can cause I couldn't cause for some reason I wasn't able to write. I don't like the noisy environment. And she was like, Well, you're not going to have that luxury to get in college because it's going to be noisy in the dorms anywhere you go. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Get to college. She 100% right. 100%. And I had to work through it, you know. And I just appreciate those little vices now. But, you know, like I said, it all just comes with time. So. Well, that's good to consider. That's good for our new generation mm-hmm. to know. Now, Bethany, I never spent a day in the military mm-hmm. and... I do a little recruiting, even though, but my recruitment is all of my friends that did ROTC have been retired mm-hmm. for at least five years or more, and they seem to be living their best life. 
They had their career. They have good memories. They made good friends. Mm -hmm. But they were able to plan out a future that allowed them to retire early. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling that to you. You probably already know that. But that's just one little um, tidbit that I can share mm -hmm. from yeah. outside <laughs> about, you know, why maybe considering a career in the military is something that you could seriously consider. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sure people understand that you can you know, have a nice career and move on to a second career. Mm -hmm. And in many of those cases, those people are compensation wise getting two paychecks or more. So that's something to think about. So I congratulate you and um, thank you for bringing me up to date with you and give me another perspective on ROTC. Mm -hmm. um, I am a career switcher. And I worked in supply. So my first job was supporting the uh, Department of Defense with, mm -hmm. with the ICD-9 planes. So now I get to see in person what happens with those supplies and how they are effective. So I thank you for your time today. I wish you the best of luck thank you so much for having on your me. path. <laughs> and please keep in touch. And thank you for your transparency. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of Generation Me, where we try to bridge the gap between those that are in front of the classroom and those that are within the classroom. Today, you met Bethany Daniels, second lieutenant, Bethany Daniels, that is, a product of Franklin Military High School and Virginia State University. Stay tuned for our next episode to learn another perspective on life education, and more.